Hi, and welcome to the House of Lou podcast. I'm your host, Veronica Theodoro. We have a great show planned for you today. This episode of House of Lou is sponsored by Carbic Kitchen and Bath. You may not know this about me, given that I write so much about home and interior design, but clothes are my first love. And so I am thrilled to be able to welcome Audra Noise Herden into the studio today. Audra is the founder, CEO, and creative director of luxury fashion brand Audra. Many of you may have shopped her showroom on Clayton Road in Ladue, but for those of you who are hearing her name for the first time, today's your lucky day. But before we get to our conversation with Audra, I want to introduce you to someone else in the studio today, my intern, Savannah Whittle. Hi, Savannah. Hi. Savannah is a senior at MICDS, and she's spending her winter term working with me. She's been such a huge help. Savannah, what's been your favorite part of working at St. Louis Magazine? Well, it's great to be in the studio today and getting to meet Audra. Um, But everything else we've done to cover the design beat in St. Louis has been an incredible learning experience. Be sure to look for Savannah's behind-the-scenes pictures and footage of today's podcast episode on our social media pages, as well as her on-the-market reports at stlmag.com. So for a bit of background on our guest today, Audra moved to St. Louis in 2017 as one of the six members of the St. Louis Fashion Fund's inaugural class of designers. The Fashion Fund is a local organization that's working to revitalize the fashion industry in St. Louis. St. Louis, at one point in our history, was one of the country's leading fashion manufacturing cities. And so the organization is really working to bring that back to our community. The Fashion Fund, incidentally, is celebrating its 10-year anniversary this year. And to celebrate, it's hosting a series of fashion events. So if you want to get to know more about the Fashion Fund and the creative scene that is so strong and vibrant in St. Louis, these would be great opportunities for you to get out there and get to know a little bit more about what's going on. This month, the Fashion Fund is hosting the Gent Menswear Designer Showcase at City Park on February 18th. And the Collective Threads Annual Fashion Show Fundraiser at 21C Hotel is being held on February 29th. I'll be sure to share links to these events and more in our show notes. We'll be right back. Whether you want a new kitchen, laundry room, or children's nursery, Carbic Kitchen and Bath can handle it all. From design and construction to interiors, Carbic serves as a one-stop shop for all the essentials needed to create spaces that are hashtag nothing ordinary. For those seeking to renovate or build, schedule a free design consultation today by visiting carbic.com forward slash project Dash consultation. So now, without further ado, let's get to our interview with Audra. Hi, Audra. It's great to see you again. Too. Thanks for having me. 
I not only love your clothes, but I'm actually wearing a pair of your front vent trousers today. Appreciate that. I'm peeking under the table. The green wool trousers, which fit so beautifully. So thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, I want to start at the beginning. Um, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into fashion. It's definitely been a gradual journey. I did not anticipate having a career in fashion when I was younger, though many, many believe that I did. Um, I actually went to Savannah College of Art and Design with the intention of going into art therapy. And um, I think through that, through my freshman year, actually, it was my sister who nudged me to take intro to fashion. And at the same time, simultaneously, I was exposed to the um, you know, opportunity to apply for an internship at Ralph Lauren with their children's wear department. And that really was a pivotal moment for me. Um, it was during that time at that internship that kind of everything fell into place. I had great mentors, um, just two women that I worked directly with that, that led that children's wear division that really exposed me to the various jobs within the industry. And really, that's when I decided to pursue a degree in fashion. I kind of never looked back. Um, so I spent actually three summers at Ralph Lauren working my way up through um, to the collection um, team. And then also at my senior year, I was mentored in an in, in-school kind of internship with Zach Posen. Oh, wow. And through those like subsequent mentorships, that really laid the opportunity for me to then be personally recommended by Andre Leontali, who you know, recently passed away, mm-hmm. um, to go work in Paris. And that also seemed like a dream, but I was able to to garner some unique training and a, kind of a condensed couple years working at L'Enfant under Albert and then at John Galliano and then ultimately launching my namesake brand during Paris Fashion Week spring summer 2014 when I was 24. Um, so it really, you know, was a culmination of, of kind of many opportunities that I was fortunate to have and be exposed to. That and led to it. How did you meet Andre Leontali? I'm just curious. Yeah, and it's fun because it actually came full circle then to St. Louis when he was here. But he was a supporter of SCAD. He was oh, on the okay. board of trustees and every year um, came to the fashion show. He had took note of my collection, which was featured in the show, and asked to meet with me and um, really helped open those doors for me in Paris. And I applied for several internships and I like to share with students that I didn't get the internship right away mm-hmm. at L'Enfant. I actually had to redo my portfolio, redo a lot of work to, and reapplied and finally did then get the, they call it a stage, almost like, almost like an apprenticeship Okay. Um, in Paris. And then I spent the next four and a half years there. Oh, incredible. Yeah. And do you, do you speak French? I do, but it's so rusty. I picked it up. I said, when I first, my first day in Paris, I ran into Albert at the elevator and I spoke no French and I was so nervous. So from then on, I tried to learn as much as I could. And by the end of my time there was, 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 you know, fluent in French. Um, but don't get much time to practice it here in St. Louis. Right, right. <laughs> no, I know. My children at one point uh, were taking classes at the Allianz. Oh, Frances, nice. So that was nice. Maybe oh. I need to go there. The possibility <laughs> to say, and I know you're Practice. a busy woman. <laughs> so what ultimately brought you to St. Louis? Yeah, in um, 2017, so about three years into my business, 
I made the strategic decision to move my operations from New York at that time to St. Louis to join um, the Fashion Fund's inaugural class incubator. And then following that in 2019, I was really honored to receive the ARCH grant. And I think through through those, I made the decision, you know, to, to plant my headquarters here in St. Louis. And honestly, it was such a leap of faith coming to the Midwest. People were, you know, shocked. And I was as well. But honestly, it, it has been such a supportive customer base and there is such an engaging and dynamic entrepreneurial environment. And as well, I'm really inspired by like the vibrant manufacturing history here in St. Louis. Right. And that's honestly fueled our growth being here. For those who aren't familiar with the Audra shopping experience, can you walk us through a little bit of that process? So our, our um, atelier in Ladue is a multi-purpose space. So it serves as our headquarters for the brand's business and design operations, but it also hosts our retail showroom. Um, so that means we're open weekdays and Saturdays to shop. And we also do by appointment. Um, and you're able, you know, when you come in, you're able to peel back the design curtain a little bit and step into our process. Um, it's similar to how I worked at L'Enval. You know, we were upstairs on the third and, and fourth floor designing and creating. And then we'd go down to the store to do the windows on the first floor. And so we don't have a vertical model, but we have a horizontal model right here in St. Louis. And I think it's it's unique in the sense that, sure, you get to shop our newest arrivals. You also have the opportunity to do made-to-measure and custom offerings with me and my team directly. And we also do that in-house tailoring to you. I also just want to stress the advantages of women being able to talk with the designer and work with you on a bespoke garment, if that's indeed, you know, what they want to do or have the opportunity to have their clothes tailored and fitted to their bodies. What a terrific um, advantage that is for women. Can you talk a little bit about who your competitors are sure. and how your work stands out? Yeah, of course. I mean, obviously, you know, the fashion industry is quite large. And I think through the years, I've worked to identify what sets my brand apart in terms of our product, our marketing, our voice, and how we sell. Um, I would say that our customers also shop at Acris, Cuccinelli, The Row, as well as some more emerging American-based brands like Co. or Adam Lippies. And the feedback I've received is that our customer chooses Audra because our clothing, it, it brings out the best in them. They say it's empowering and it's also really easy to wear. They feel comfortable that we deliver a product that is of the highest quality, you know, using Italian and European fabrics, making all everything in New York City in the garment district, but at an approachable designer price point. So what that means is we're less than our competitors significantly utilizing some of the same mills, the same factories. And I think, you know, because of our marketing efforts and the way I try my best to enable and empower our team is that we're really rooted in our relationship with our customer. So we invite them to be part of the process through the atelier, but also through um, those one-on-one -on -one relationships, through our emails, through our, our marketing efforts. And I would say, finally, obviously, it's a designer brand. So, you know, through the years, I've shaped, you know, my aesthetic to to yield a very distinguishable design voice. 
And that's, you know, rooted in a conversation between me and my late father who passed away when I was younger. So you see a, a drawing from menswear, um, those heritage, you know, signature tailoring um, detailings and shirts and, and, and coats and jackets, but it's infusing a feminine voice. And certainly through the years, that feminine voice has changed. Um, you can sense, you know, whimsical moments when I was 24 and 26. And, and now, you know, being 35, that there's a little more maturity in that feminine voice. But I think that puts out a product that is set apart, um, but is still very functional in our, in our client's wardrobe for, for a longevity of wear. Absolutely. And in 2019, you made the transition from wholesale to that direct-to-consumer model that, that you're talking about. Um, I'm curious to know, who is the Audra customer and what has she taught you through your interactions with her? Going from, you know, a wholesale business to a direct-to-consumer model was kind of also a second leap of faith. Uh, we had seen significant growth in our direct-to-consumer online, in person, through pop-ups and trunk shows, and really building out a robust client base. And I, and I was excited about that. Um, but I was also really humbled to be in these top wholesale stores across the country. But ultimately, what drove that decision was how can we best serve our customer and intentionally fill a gap in the market? And um, I saw that through a, a unique price point opportunity of still wanting to make everything with that same quality fabric from Italy and France, um, still making sustainably and ethically at New York City female-owned factories at limited runs because our customer wants to be unique too. And we don't want to waste on our end um, product either. Um, and we were able to strike that balance with the D2C model and also allows us to do monthly product releases versus seasonal. So I think really shaking up that kind of older, um, more standardized fashion model um, was exciting to me. And I thought, you know, would also um, prove itself a good business model for our years in, in the future. Um, our customer, I would say she's very diverse and dynamic, so I can't really put her in, in one characteristic of, you know, one box. But I would say she's, um, she's creative um, and she's culturally active and she's definitely intelligent. And um, every customer that I have had the pleasure to interact with has a distinct voice that she expresses through her clothing. And I love hearing her feedback. Um, her feedback may be on fit, it may be on her lifestyle, and then as I design and as I market that product and, and figure out our sales strategy, I keep that at the forefront of our minds and, and our team does as well. Um, and I think our customer really desires a curated and personalized shopping experience. And like I mentioned before, she values that longevity in her wardrobe. So um, I, I try to design always with those, with those many facets in mind, but I would say the real successes for me is when I see multiple customers giving us really positive feedback on a silhouette. And then those are silhouettes that stay, stay in the line for many years to come, like the pant you're wearing. And I think that's incredible, right? Because you're hearing from women who are wearing your clothes. They're saying, this particular piece just works beautifully in my wardrobe. And you're able to act on that mm -hmm. and pivot right there and decide to keep it in the collection. Yeah. So that's, that's really cool. What is it about clothes that is so empowering to women. I mean, we hear people say that all the time, but I'm curious from your point of view, how do you see that? 
certainly what I've experienced um, is that it is our voice before we have our voice. So for young women and for myself, you know, when I started discovering my own personal style in my teens and through my adult years, it was a a way of self-expression and voice before I kind of had the words for them. I think it's our first impression with someone. um, And I think it's also a protective shell, you know, when we're in scenarios that are maybe less comfortable. And so I think it's, you know, and I've received that feedback from from my my customers and friends and family as well. It's, you know, it's an empowering piece, meaning it, it's going to give strength in those moments because I feel like, oh, this suit, you know, really represents who I am and it kind of lifts me up or it protects me, you know, because it's a sense of warmth and comfort because maybe there's a story behind how I purchased this garment or another moment I've worn this garment and I felt really good in. Or possibly, you know, it attracts someone from across the room to connect with me because they love that that pant I'm wearing or that shirt I'm wearing. And then I'm able to build a relationship that I didn't prior. I love that you say that because it's actually how I met my best friend when I was 12 years old. Oh, I love that. We bonded over a jacket that she was wearing and I saw it from across the room and I went up and I told her. And we've been best friends ever since. And she's actually the person who introduced me to my husband Uh. like 20 years later. So um, I hear you on that. Um, And speaking of of personal uh, uh, clothes and and clothes that tell a story, um, I understand that you custom made your wedding gown. Was it last year? Yeah, last year. year. And several others. Um, What was that process like for you? Oh, it was so fun. You know, it had its stressful moments for sure, as I think many weddings do. Um, But I was so grateful for the opportunity to do this, not only because it was like a gift, like a love gift I could share with my family and my friends that were in the wedding making dresses for them because they've just been so kind and serving me in different seasons of my life. But it also let me experiment with new processes with my partners and my mills and kind of let their artists in hands shine, which was so fun. Um, you know, for example, for my wedding dress, we did an embroidery with one of the lace mills I work with in Italy. And this embroidery created kind of a bustier floral effect on the taffeta. And this was inspired by my mom's wedding dress and flowers that had kind of an emotional meaning to me. Um, but then it was hand embroidered in, in, in New York. And so it went through these many stages and many different hands. Um, and so the culmination was such a personal story to me personally, but also to them in my business as well. And it was so fun getting oh, to know sure. them. I think designing for my mom was probably one of the most challenging, but also the most beautiful because she, you know, graciously paid for our wedding and gifted us this beautiful day and, you know, figuring out what would make her feel comfortable and beautiful on that day and, um, ensuring that she uh, would shine the way I wanted her to. And that was really special. And then, then we did the little flower girls as well. I worked with oh. a, um, another local fashion designer, Retta Jane. So Retta did, you know, I've worked with Retta as a consultant, helped her a little bit launching her brand. So she actually did the patterns and then it was my fabric and we were able to do so the little cool. flower girls as well. Tell me a little bit about your brick and mortar. Um, I know that you opened that in 2020, uh, right before or during the pandemic. That must have been challenging to a certain degree. I'm wondering what some of those challenges were and was there a hidden upside to it? We moved from downtown St. Louis, where we had been for the first two, two and a half years, to 
Ledoux in September 2020, certainly an interesting time. We had been looking for a space for, for quite some time, and then the perfect space really just like came to us. I'm so fortunate. When we moved to St. Louis in 2017, we really began to build a, a, a very robust community in St. Louis of customers, of friends. Now these customers are my friends and they're my supporters and they're my ambassadors. And um, they really showed up for us during this, not only this opening, but through that pandemic. Um, and I think that allowed us to, to really thrive during those couple of years where I know many businesses did not. And I'm so grateful for that. I think the Ledoux opening allowed us to do a personalized service. So we were able to do one-on-one -on -one appointments. We still offer that. And a lot of our customers really value that one-on-one -on -one time and certainly um, create an experience that is unique and elevated to stand and kind of match with the clothing. And I think the biggest feedback and the biggest surprise is just how well the communities embraced that. Certainly, um, you know, a little more unique to this area right. and um, just discovering more customers and having people still come in and discovering us and giving us positive feedback on being part of this community um, has has really been encouraging to me. And um, I just wanted to know that you do welcome walk-ins. So yeah. someone who's, you know, shopping, let's say, um, in do in that particular part of, of town and sees your store, they're welcome to walk right in. There's yes. no, no appointment necessary. Yeah, we um, I, I thank you for highlighting that. Yeah, we have. So we love to serve our customers in a variety of ways. So you can shop online on our website and that has most of our newest arrivals and our core styles and bestsellers there. Um, and certainly um, we, we love people who discover us online as well. And then we have our ready-to-wear line available in, in the St. Louis showroom. Um, so all those newest arrivals will be there in person for people to try on and walk away with that day. We also have our made-to-measure and our custom offering. And those certainly we can do through walk-ins. But if you prefer and want to guarantee that I'm with you during that appointment, then you can also book an appointment with me, even off hours and after work as well. Would you ever consider expanding to other cities? Yeah, I mean, that that is ultimately the goal. We're continuously growing our digital presence and kind of national distribution. Um, I look at other cities where I can emulate the St. Louis success, where we already have a presence. That presence might be from a customer base that we've built online or a customer base through previous wholesalers. And then we look to engage them with pop-ups and trunk shows. And eventually, you know, those would be the locations of our, our next, you know, brick and mortars. You know, I've been working pretty closely with a young high school student, you know, and thinking about younger women and how they build their wardrobes. What advice would you have for them? I know we hear a lot about buying quality over quantity, but I'm curious what, what you would say to a young woman who's looking to build a wardrobe. I think my best pieces of advice are, First, purchase your foundational elements and keep those neutral because those are going to be your investment pieces and they're timeless and they'll go back to all the different trends and colors and prints in your wardrobe. I always encourage young and mature customers to stay true to what they feel best in. If a trend doesn't match who you think you are, then skip it and pass on it. Um, I also encourage to tap into trends in, in little ways and kind of in, in balance it, meaning if a particular color is trending, like 
red is all over, you know, uh, the Golden Globes, you know, maybe add it in with a pair of shoes or a scarf or one sweater, but mix that back in with your neutral foundations or vice versa. If a print's in, maybe, you know, get that print, but in a really classic shirting silhouette. So you're balancing those trends with timelessness so that you never kind of feeling like you're too trendy and kind of too fast fashion. Exactly. Exactly. And I know you're celebrating 10 years of the brand this spring. Anything that you want to share with us about how you might be celebrating or what your next collection might uh, look like? Yeah, I, I can't believe it's been that long. It's, it's really exciting and really humbling that I've been able to do what I love and build this business for 10 years. I think spring, summer 2024, I'm really excited about. Um, you'll see some specialty pieces um, that are drawing from my archive, drawing from those 10 years of bestsellers and kind of special techniques that will be limited edition. And then um, you'll also see me kind of reinvent some of those heritage pieces as well and bring new life to them. And I think uh, certainly we're going to have a big celebration here in St. Louis and we hope cool. the community will come out and celebrate with us. And, um, you know, this is our home and we're really excited to be here Um and some new product releases as well. So new categories. And that's always oh. exciting to me as a designer to expand into, you know, to further expand our vegan leather and, and, and we're working into knitwear. And so those are all exciting things coming oh, for the year. Fun. Can't yeah. wait. And now for some rapid fire questions. What's the most rewarding part of your job? easy hearing how my customers feel their best selves in Audra and sometimes even getting photos along with those messages. What aspect of your job do you wish you could outsource to someone else? Easy as well. The finances. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you turn or what do you do uh, when you need creative inspiration? Typically, this is a long, quiet walk or sitting in my garden and reflecting inward. Um, on an emotional journey or a season of transformation, and then figuring out how I marry that with customer feedback. What's your favorite fashion magazine? Purple. Purple magazine. What is the most important lesson that you learned from your time working at Lanvin? At Lanvin, I feel Albert really taught me how to be intentional to design for women of different ages and different shapes, whether that's through the cuts or the way the fabric drapes or the details to ensure it can, you know, really dress an array of women. What artist or designer inspires you the most? Misha Prada and Donna Karen. What is the most out there bespoke item that you've designed for a client? Thankfully, I have not had any too crazy bespoke um, project requests. I would say my my most outlandish would be dressing, you know, celebrities for the red carpet. And our kind of, you know, for me, the biggest moment was when Kim Kardashian wore our dress, you know, for and that was in 2017. Incredible moment, I'm sure. Um, if someone were to buy uh, just one item from Audra, what would it be? It would be our best-selling pant, which is the pin tuck crop trouser in black. I actually need that pant, by the way. That's a good. Saw it at the showroom. I told Savannah. What well-known model most accurately represents the Audra brand? Mm, I had to think about this one because um, there's so many I like, but I think it would be Saskia Dubrow. If you could choose one woman in St. Louis to dress, who would it be? 
you know, I I feel like I already dress her and there are so many of her. I have such a wide array of customers and they're very, like I said previously, they're very diverse and I think they're remarkable. And I'm really humbled that I get to dress them. And how do you spend a perfect weekend evening in St. Louis and what would you wear? Well, certainly it wouldn't be this month in the cold, but it would be dinner on my backyard patio with fresh veggies from my garden. And I'd probably be wearing one of my favorite dresses, which is which is from my spring-summer 2020 collection. It's the Patrick Prairie dress. Thank you so much, Audra. Thank you. And now it's time for V's Views. On a more personal note, I recently returned from a trip to Bogota, Colombia. The capital sits at nearly 9,000 feet above sea level, and it's surrounded by the majestic Andean Mountains. So as you can imagine, nature is part of everyday life there, and so much of the local creative scene takes its inspiration from the environment. Now, I'm a fairly eco-minded person, but spending time in South America made me double down on my commitment to not only spend more time in nature, but learn about the environment. I'm starting by resurrecting a former tradition of mine of buying a weekly bouquet of flowers for the house. I don't know what it is about having fresh flowers in my living room, but it just adds something to my everyday and hopefully makes our lives just a little bit better. I used to do this more regularly, uh, I don't know, maybe five years ago, but I stopped for whatever reason. I would visit a new floral shop every week and give myself a budget to buy whatever looked the most beautiful to me at the time. I'll be sure to post a few of my favorite local flower shops in the show notes because I know that there's a special holiday coming up soon. Later this month, I'm also taking an afternoon to visit the Orchid Show at the Missouri Botanical Gardens. The annual event is here until February 25th. And if you love flowers as I do, this is something that you won't want to miss. It's our chance to see hundreds of varieties of orchids on display. And speaking of flowers, Doanne Lee is this year's featured speaker at St. Louis Art Museum's Art in Bloom, beginning the weekend of March 1st. Doanne is the founder and artistic director of AP Bio Floral Design and Photography Studio in New York City. She's been commissioned to work on campaigns for companies such as Sephora, Comc. And of course, she's been hired to do the flowers for weddings and events around the world. I can't wait to hear her talk about her practice and demonstrate her creative process. Leading up to Art and Bloom, the museum is offering drop-in tours on Friday and Saturdays called Flower Power. Attendees get to explore the museum galleries and learn about how we experience floral motifs through art. I can't wait to go. Thank you for listening to the House of Lou podcast. Our episodes drop on the first Wednesday of every month. Be sure to follow us and share the episode with your friends. 
be in touch, subscribe to our design and home newsletter at stlmag.com slash newsletters and follow us at stlewismag on Instagram. And you can follow me at VT Lookbook. We'll see you next time. And just remember, there's so much to see in St. Louis if you know where to look.